It is Mother's Day. And uh, I'm sure that there are many mothers here that are sitting there thinking about the fact that you're going to be taken out for lunch today and there's going to be this beautiful, and you're not going to have to do a single thing for it at all. You're just going to be able to enjoy the food. Eh? And I think there's a few husbands that are sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't make those bookings like I was supposed to. I'm in big trouble now. All right. Well, uh, whatever position you're in, uh, um, that's okay. Uh, uh, hopefully it'll work out for you. Mother's Day, an opportunity for us to thank our mothers. An opportunity for us to honor our mothers. An opportunity to, for us to let our mothers know how much they are loved and appreciated. And let me say this. I want to challenge each one of us. Make the most of every opportunity to love people close to you and your family and the world as well, but particularly as in the family. As was just an example with what's taken place with the, with the sheets. We are not guaranteed of 24 hours the next day. We don't know what may happen. So as a family, as a parent, love your children today. As a child, love your parents. Make use of every opportunity. Don't let this day go without telling the people close to you that you love them, you appreciate them, you thank them for what they do. Even if sometimes they don't, are not perfect. Even if they're not perfect. Maybe some of you have had a mother that wasn't perfect. Maybe you've had a mother that caused some difficulties. Or maybe you, there's a lot of different scenarios. One of the things that you may take from this morning and the message that I'm, I'm sharing, going to be sharing with you this morning, if nothing else, I'm going to be sharing in a few minutes some nuggets that I believe that, uh, that I want to share with you of, on this Mother's Day. But if you don't hear anything else, for someone this morning, maybe somebody watching us online, it'll be an opportunity for you, an opportunity for you to reach out and forgive your mother for something that was done. Maybe someone is just this morning simply needing to make a phone call today and say, Mom, I forgive you. I've held it against you. There's some situations and difficulties, but I forgive you. I want to walk in that love and, and that forgiveness. You know, um, this past week, weekend, we had a couple of events take place at the Eastside campus. Uh, one was the parenting event where Dr. Tim Kimmel was here with us and he shared about parenting, grace-based parenting, a wonderful event that uh, some of you were able to be a part of. There was also an event that was the youth event for the... Um, the Rock the Lakes Green Bay, the youth came and we hosted them in uh, uh, some of their training in preparation for August 18th and 19th when Franklin Graham will be coming to our city and, and a big outreach taking place. If you happen to drive by at any time on, over the weekend, this place was pretty packed out. I think there was just about 600 young people that were in this part of the building and, and, and being taught how to share their faith, being taught how to worship God. Uh, I mean, right at the end of the evening on Friday evening, if you were to walk through the door, you may have thought that... Uh, that's a little strange because there was some rocking of celebration building here as they had a, a Christian rock band that was worshiping God and they were having a great, great time. But at this parenting conference, there was a, Dr. Tom Kimmel was talking about parenting and one of the things he was talking about was just referring to a little bit of, about uh, his sons asking him about getting a tattoo. 
and they wanted to get a tattoo and he wasn't opposed to that but he wanted you know he had asked about a tattoo and he was just sharing about this uh, this whole message with us and uh, and he said that uh, him and his wife sat down and they spoke about it you know well we're going to go ahead and let them do that let the son do that and they made a decision as a couple uh, that they decided that well you know as a result of the tattoos and some of the complications and it's you know you can't just get rid of it it's quite a costly thing if you decide you don't want it any longer and just the health they chose as a as a parents to say no to their son and basically say to them look once you leave home you're more than welcome to tattoo yourself from head to toe if you want to but while you're under our, our home we just we we're not going to allow it and the son was uh, was positive you know he was responsive to it he was fine with it so anyway that when he finally left home he went out and got his tattoo and he called his dad and he said dad i want to show you my tattoos so he came over and he had taken he had tattooed on his wrists on the one wrist he tattooed grace on the other he tattooed truth and it was right where Jesus had the nails that were driven when he was hung on the cross because he said to his dad he said dad you know every time I stretch out my hands every time I lift my hands every time I I, I do something I want to be able to see what Jesus has provided for me grace and truth. I want to be reminded to walk in grace and truth. Now, I'm not suggesting you go out this morning and tattoo yourself, all right? Uh, you know, I do know that if we, that right next to the, the rose table where the roses are being sold, we've got a tattoo parlor there and you can get those tattoos. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, but I'm not suggesting that. But you know what? Uh, you, you may, and, and I'm not suggesting you get a tattoo to honor mom either. But uh, he also mentioned this, and I thought this was pretty funny. He said, you know, some people like to tattoo on their shoulder, mom. You know, I'm honoring my mom. Mom, some of you are smiling. Maybe you got that t- tattoo on your shoulder right now. <laughs> and he said, at least, the very least, he said, you got this tattoo, mom, at least if you stand on your head, it says, wow. <laughs> wow, mom. We got some wow moms, and that's an exciting thing. Moms, moms are very special people. I want to, this morning, share a little bit of personal story about my mom. My mom was not perfect. My mom was a special person in my life, and uh, she wasn't perfect by no means. But I want to share some of that personal story, and particularly some of these nuggets. In fact, just yesterday, in preparation, I got hold of her Bible, and I was just kind of glancing at her Bible. And in her Bible, there's a sheet of paper that dropped out, and on the sheet of paper, there were seven points with some thoughts and, and, and some scriptures with them. And I started reading those, and I thought, wow. These are some real practical nuggets about my mom and her faith. And these are the nuggets that I want to share with you today. A challenge to each one of us. You see, I thank God for my heritage. I thank God for the inheritance that I see, received from my parents. Now, I didn't receive a financial inheritance. I, I didn't receive millions of dollars from my parents. It would be nice if they would have done that. But I didn't get that. I didn't receive a home down in Florida or, uh, you know, a beautiful. I didn't. That wasn't the, the heritage that I received. But what I did receive from my parents and from my mother was a deep passion and conviction, a spiritual walk with God that provided me an atmosphere for me to respond to God. Listen to what 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 to 7 says out of the New Living Translation. It says this, Timothy, I thank God for you. This is Paul writing to Timothy and speaking to him. He said, I thank God for you. The God I serve with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did, night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again. 
For I remember the tears as we parted, and I will be filled with joy when we are together again. Now look at verse 5. He says this to Timothy. I remember, Timothy, your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. This faith that was passed down to Timothy, or that provided a place for him, an atmosphere for him to respond, this faith that his grandmother had, that his mother had, and that Paul was recognizing Timothy's life, this faith that he too had. Now let me stop right here and just make sure I'm communicating as clearly as I possibly can. I'm not saying that our faith in God and our salvation and our walk with God is that, that we receive that or I or per, each one of us have that faith as a result of a decision our parents made. All right? I'm not saying that our salvation is passed on through the family. I want to remind us today that salvation is a gift that I have to receive, that you have to receive. That it's not a gift, it's not salvation, it's not because my parents made that decision for me. Or even my grandparents made that decision for me. Even my church made that decision for me. If I were to pray for you 24-7, which by the way I, I do every day, no I don't, I, but, I, but I hopefully as much as I possibly can, praying for you, that, that it's not just my prayer, it's not something that we pass to somebody else, our faith our salvation faith and that walk. But we have to ourselves individually reach out and take hold of that truth. Look at John chapter 1 verse 12. It says, To all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. I have to reach out and accept him. I have to receive. I have to choose to confess my sin, repent of my sin, and by faith accept. So I have to make that choice. But what I am saying that the faith that we can pass on as a family and as mothers can bring an atmosphere that our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren can have an understanding and a knowledge of who God is. It's something about that truth that we can come and we can draw a line in the sand, make that decision to follow Jesus and allow the next generation that does that as well to push back some of this, the, the enemy of our souls being pushed back. Listen to the word in the scripture in Joshua. Joshua 24 verse 15. Joshua, powerful man of God. A powerful man of God. Listen to what he said. He said, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you're going to serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? And then he made a choice. He said this. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. He knew that individually they would have to make that decision. But he is a father. And as our father's making this decision, we're going to choose to allow the faith of God to grow in our lives. So that our family, drawing a line in the sand in terms of who we will serve. I thank God for, um, for mothers. Now let me share just a few of these thoughts with you this morning. 
Again, some of these nuggets that, that, I, that I saw yesterday uh, and challenge you with them. Again, I don't know whether these were my mom's ones that she came up with or whether she'd heard somebody else. She wrote them down and they were very powerful enough in, 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 in my life. Starting with Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. It says, My son, obey your father's commands. And don't neglect your mother's instruction. You know, there's somewhere in the back of my mind I can hear that ringing over and over again. Lathan, don't forget what I've been telling you to do. Don't forget my instruction. Hopefully that's ringing in your heart as well. One of the, the very first nuggets I want to share with you today is take personal responsibility for your spiritual life. You need to take spiritual, uh, personal responsibility for your spirit. You see, we can't blame somebody else. We can't operate and, and play this blame game. Your spiritual condition is your responsibility. We can't play the victim. You may say, well, you know, boy, my mom, you know, I, I, my, my family, it, it was tough. I was rejected, um, you know, maybe I was laughed at. Uh, maybe when I was born, my mom, you know, looked at me and said, I really wanted a girl, and you're a boy. Or maybe I really wanted a boy, and you're a girl. There's a lot of things that could have happened, and we can, and we say, you know, I'm the way I am today because of my parents. Or I'm the way that I am today because of some situation that I had no control over that came into my Or maybe it's because I chose to, I'm the way I am today because of my spouse. The victim, playing the victim. Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says this. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. I can't blame somebody else for my sin. I need to take ownership of it. I need to be responsible. I need to do the right thing. Acts 16 verse 30. Paul and Silas were in jail. They've been arrested, put in jail. They were praying. They were worshiping God. The place began to shake. The doors opened. The chains fell off of them. And they walked out and the, 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 the jailer came up to them and he, and he said, he, he said, responded with this. He said, then he brought them out and he asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Not what must my mom and dad do for me to be saved. Not what must my grandparents do. Not what must my church do to be saved. What must I do? We need to take that responsibility ourselves. Another nugget. Begin and, each, begin and end each day in love with Jesus. Let me share a quote with, from Jack Hayford. Jack Hayford, pastor in California, says this. Roll out of bed each morning on your knees and end each day in the same position. Begin each morning, each day in love with Jesus. Prayer. You see, I know that, uh, and I've shared this with uh, some of you before, I believe. Prayer is important. And I know there were times that my mom, in fact, uh, she, she, she told me, she said, you know, during a season of rebellion, and I was running from God, didn't want anything to do with God. You know, she used to get in a quiet time and she'd be praying to God. And one of the things she'd say to God, she'd say, God... You know, he's, he's really a good boy, God. She would intercede for him. He's really a good boy. 
my mom's prayers, whether she began them every day with, with my name on her lips or went to bed at night with my name on her lips, the fact is that her prayers were part of the faith that was built around me, that I was able and responded in, in, in my life. So begin each day. Another, another nugget. Keep short accounts with God. Keep short accounts with God. Simple and yet true. You see, the Holy Spirit will convict you when you step out of line. He will. Question. Can you sin and not know it? I would say to you, I want to suggest to you, no. If you are born again believer and the Holy Spirit is within you, if you sin, if you choose to do something and sin, the Holy Spirit's going to put his finger on it. He's going to convict you. When you sin, the Holy Spirit will convict you. And we need to keep a short account. Confess it. Repent of it. And claim God's forgiveness. 1 John 1 verse 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and he's just. And he'll forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Keep a short account with God. Keep a short account with God. Proverbs 24, 16. It says the godly may trip seven times. I like to think, boy, my knees are pretty skint up. Seven times, that's maybe seven times in a day. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Get up, confess, repent, walk in that forgiveness. This is past week. I know I've had some communication with, with some folk that have been tripped up. They got tripped up. And the challenge was to them is, all right, tripped up. Confess. Keep a short account. Confess that. Repent of it. And get back up again. And continue to pursue God. Another nugget. Get in the transformation chamber. When I first read that, I thought, boy, my mom, that, that sounds a little strange for her. I mean, she, that, that, that sounds a little bit like a little science fiction. Uh, and uh, she knew nothing about that kind of thing. So I read a little further, and right underneath the getting in the trans, transition chamber were the words worship. To her, God transforming her and changing her was in her times of worship. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that evil or that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image, as we are transformed into His glory. Worship will transform you. Look what it did for David. You know, David, the word of God says, became a man after God's own heart. And yet when you look back in his life, there was a lot of things that he faced and a lot of sins that he committed. And yet he became a man after God's own heart. And one of the things I believe was because he became a worshiper. That he knew how to worship God. It's a wonderful thing to get together like we do on a Sunday morning to take time to worship. To worship God. But my challenge is that we be worshipers. Get into that transformation chamber of worship as often as you can another one learn to cash in the minutes cash in the minutes psalm 90 12 teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom ephesians 5 15 and 16 so be careful how you live don't live like fools but like those who are wise make the most of every opportunity in these evil days Use your minutes wisely. 
Use this time to even today with family, your family, to show appreciation, to show love, to encourage one another. Be accountable to others is another nugget this morning. Mother's Day nugget. Better to be accountable to people around about us today than to one day have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and be accountable to him. If I can have people around about me that are going to help me in my walk with God and my accountability and standing before God and I can take care of those issues here than having to one day stand before God and be accountable there for my sins. Martin Luther put it this way. There are only two days that are important to me. Today and that day. Today and that day when I stand before God. The last one, give your whole heart to Jesus. Another nugget this morning, Proverbs 23, 26. Oh, my son, give me your heart. Make your eyes like the light in following my ways. Second Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a nugget. Yes, does that refer to me giving my life to Christ and my heart to him at, at, at the time of salvation? Yes. But it requires me continuing to have my heart before him. Where your treasure is, where your focus is, is where your heart will be also. Give your whole heart to Jesus. Just some nuggets to share with you today. That again, I saw and I thought, well, God, you know, I know that my mother tried to walk those out again. Was my mother perfect? By no means. But I know one thing, that these treasures and today, hopefully some of these nuggets you'll be challenged by. And saying, God, these are some of these are simple things. But I want to walk in that truth. Mother's Day. You know, I don't know whether she was trying to come up with ten, you know, the 10 best things for, 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 for her or the, uh, a list of 10. But those are just seven of them and yet important for us to walk in today. Let me close this morning by sharing one final thing that created a place for me and my family, my, my sisters, to have a, a heart for God. Again, a place of faith in my life. And it was a song that my mother used to sing. I'm going to, I know some of you think I'm going to sing that song. And I can see some of you just getting ready to get up and leave. All right, now I'm not going to sing the song. You folk online, you're fortunate enough, you can just turn the TV off if I did start to sing. But the folk here, I just want to read you the words. It's, a, it's an old song. It's an old song. Maybe you know, some of you may know it, some of you may not. But it's words that as I remember my mom speaking them and singing them, they would stir in me a faith, a desire to know God, to love God, to be passionately in love with Him. Listen to these words. You are the words in the music. You are the song that I sing. You are the melody. You are the harmony. Praise to the Lord I will bring. You are the mighty God. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the king of all kings. Now I return to you the song that you gave to me. You are the song that I sing. He is the mighty God. He is the Lord of lords. He is the king of all kings. 
And this morning, my challenge to each of us, and particularly to the mothers, thank God for our mothers. And moms, as you stand and you choose to say, God, I'm going to do with your grace, with your strength, with your presence in my life, be all that I need to be to my family, to the world around about me. Yes, I will make mistakes. Yes, I may skin my knee, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to love God, love God's people and love the world with your love in my heart and my life. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we thank you today for mothers. We thank you for the fact that we can celebrate them and honor them today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have gifted us in so many different areas and, and you've gifted us even with your grace today. Your grace is a, is a gift that we could take hold of and receive this morning. But Father, we thank you that as we've just shared some of your truth again this morning, some very simple truths, nuggets of, of truth that they may go deep into our hearts and our lives. Lord, we choose to forgive this morning as well. If anyone here this morning has in any way been hurt by a mother, Father, we just bring that to you and we lay it at your feet. We surrender to you. We choose to forgive. And Lord, we know that that will set our hearts and our lives free in you. So Lord, we pray it in the lovely and the precious name of Jesus. Amen.